0: Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Brian Baldinger. All right, all right, all right. Week 16 kicks off tonight. This is The Best Football Show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Find me all over all the platforms out there. Instagram and Instagram stories and YouTube and uh, Twitter and X and threads. It's all out there. Also on your Odyssey app. It's free, by the way. Like, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Let's get to week 16. Starts tonight in Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium. The New Orleans Saints, 7-7. Rams, 7-7. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff entry game. I think the loser is going to be on the outside looking in. Not to say that there still isn't permutations for some of you who's 7-8 with two to go. I mean, it's still possible. But I feel like this is a big part of the playoff push for both teams. And when I watch the Rams – they're just. First of all, they're fun to watch, because Matt Stafford's playing at a high level. They throw the ball really well. Heck, you know, two weeks ago they lost to Baltimore, went into overtime. They put up 31 points on the best defense of football, and the timing routes. Just watch him, Matt Stafford, throw to Puka Nakua. To watch him throw to Cooper Cup, to Marcus Robinson. He is a spot thrower. I mean, it it shows up over and over again. Where the ball is released, the receiver hasn't even decided what break he's going to make. It's a choice route. Does he go to the corner? Does he go to the post? Does he stop and curl? Yet they have that kind of figured out. It's really good, it, and you know this—the uh, rookie class from the Rams. It's it's really a remarkable class. Allen, the tight end. Byron Young. Uh, you know the defensive outside linebacker. Um, you go through Kobe Turner. You just go through the list of guys, uh, Steve Avila at left guard. I mean, all the rookies are out there. But the best young player on the team is the running back. I mean, outside of and what he's doing is Kyron Williams. Like this fifth-round pick at a Notre Dame, it's the reason why sometimes this position is overvalued and underpaid because you keep finding guys like Kyron Williams, who's a terrific player. Um, He really is. I mean, the Rams, I think they're – I don't know, five and one, six and one when he gets 15 rushes or more, he did last week. Yes. He dropped the ball, got the ball poked out of his hands twice last week. Um, you know, he's got to, he's got to strap it to his chest, but I mean, blitz pickup, pick up receiving uh, run between the tackles, breakaway tackler, hard guy to get down to the ground. Just a very good back. I think it's the best back that Sean McVay has had in Los Angeles, quite frankly. Um, I mean, he's had a bunch of them, but I think this Kyron Williams is the best. Um, they, it's hard to take him off the field right now. now. He was injured for a while. They didn't play very well without him. But I like their offense. I like the way the defense is playing. I like the young players on defense and how it all fits together. Aaron Donald still Aaron Donald. The sack numbers aren't what they sometimes are, but he's just he still can't cut him off on the backside in the run game. Um, he still is getting to the quarterback. And then all these young guys are, are sort of just showing up around him. Uh, it is a uh, – in fact, when you look at their rookie class, I mean, if you just go through them right now and all the different players that they have, like here it is, all right? Steve starts at left guard. Guys started every game for him. Byron Young, outside edge rusher, tied with Aaron Donald for, the, for their team lead in sacks. Kobe Turner starting inside a defensive tackle. Uh, you look at Nick Hampton; it's kind of a, a in-the-box type safety edge rusher right now. Uh, batted the ball down last week. The line of scrimmage on fourth down. You look at uh, Puka; obviously, has been maybe the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Just go through them; like it's uh, it's really remarkable uh, how they have drafted and how they contribute, how they get on the field. Now look, the Saints' their offense got got it together. Um, they're going to get a lobby back uh, tonight, I think. Should help make a difference in the passing game. But uh, I think that right now, uh, Derek Carr is coming off one of his best games and a couple games in a row where they they, they look pretty good offensively, defensively now. I mean, they, they just ripped the Giants apart last week. I mean, the whole, you know, Tommy DeVito thing got crushed because they just kept running the same line stunts for sacks over and over and over against the Giants' offensive line. They They – it didn't seem like they they knew what was coming, but they ran their twist stunts to get home and they played great. They they shut down Saquon completely. What do you got? A yard yard per you know run last week. They shut the running game down, they shut DeVito down. I mean they 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 have the second lowest quarterback completion percentage in the league right now, next to what Baltimore is doing. Um you look at them and Their teams are completing fifty-seven percent of their passes against. They play sticky man coverage. Alante Taylor, you know, uh, Paulson Adebo, like they they play sticky man coverage behind a really good front, and the linebackers are really active. It should be a great game tonight to kick it off. But let's get to let's get to Miami, Dallas, and Miami because look, Dallas is three and four on the road. They haven't played well on the road. They lost in Arizona. They lost in Philly. They lost badly last week in Buffalo. And they're undefeated at home. So they go on the road. All right, that's, those stats will be out there. Everybody will talk about them and that you can't run from it is what it is. But why? Why is it like that? So you look at them, you go, well, last week, they couldn't stop the outside zone, the counter uh, counter traps that the Buffalo Bills were running with Deion Dawkins pulling or Spencer Brown pulling. They couldn't stop it. James Cook had a, the best day that he's had in the NFL. You go, okay, was that just one game? Well, they're having a hard time stopping the outside zone. And part of the problem is when they lost Leighton Van Der Esch against the 49ers, I think that was week five, when they lost Leighton Van Der Esch, they went to a dime defense. That means they're basically playing Marquise Bell, who's a safety, and Damone Clark, an undersized inside linebacker. And Buffalo just, they blocked those guys up and they blocked the edges and they had their way with them. And if you look at Dallas this year, it's been a weakness. Now it gets covered up because the offense has been so good, especially at home. And if you're scoring 35 or 40 points, teams aren't going to stay with the run. So it doesn't show up, but in, but it does show up in competitive games or when they're playing from behind. And so, Oh, here comes the Miami dolphins. And what do they do best better than any team in the league? They run the ball better than any team in the league. And, now, they've taken some hits. They lost Connor Williams at center. They've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. But, you know, Teron Armstead came back last week. He makes a difference. But when you watch Raheem Mostert and Devina Achan, Achan, I mean, those guys are elite runners with elite speed. And they block the edges really good in all their outside zones. And if this game stays close, Miami plays the lead, Mike McDaniel is going to look exactly what the Arizona Cardinals did when they ran for 220 yards against the Cowboys, what the 49ers did when they ran for 170, Um, what the Buffalo Bills did last week. Like, he's seen it, and he knows it, and he knows that it's a weakness. And what Dallas has to decide, and one of the things to watch in this game, Dan Quinn, who's, you know, a big-time defensive coordinator and, you know, is owed a lot of success that Dallas has had, is do you stay with that dime defense of Marquise Bell and Demone Clark, or do you take do you take Micah and play him at off the ball inside linebacker, and then put him on the edge and pass rush situations? They've been reluctant to do that. They like Micah on the edge, right side, left side. Let him just keep coming and change the game with his speed and athletic ability. Be interesting to see what Dallas decides to do against Miami in the way that they run the ball. So that's that. And it, it's just a component of the game. I don't know if Xavier Howard is playing. In This game he did play last week. Didn't play particularly well the week before against Tennessee. I mean, he was in good coverage. He just had passes completed against him uh, for, for a lot of the night. Big plays. But last week, without Xavier Howard, they put Jalen Ramsey on Garrett Wilson. And they traveled Jalen Ramsey. Now, I, I have a relationship with Jalen. I like him. Gotten to know him a little bit, talked to him uh quite a bit about the X's and O's of the game. He follows me on Baldy NFL. Uh last week, they shadowed Jalen Ramsey. And the Jets were just awful. So it didn't, he didn't have to do a lot of work, but he was on Garrett Wilson almost the whole game. If Xavier Howard doesn't play, isn't healthy, whatever, will they put Jalen on C D Lamb? Uh Jalen will Jalen will love the 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 competitive edge that he would love to do that. He likes to do that. He has done that um, when he was with the Rams against DeAndre Hopkins and some of you know DK Metcalf. He has done that. But if Xavier Howard comes back, he's healthy. They'll play left corner, right corner, and Jalen will be on one side of the field. And Dallas moves CD all over the place. So it'll be something to watch for in that game. And then let's get to the crown jewel of the entire season uh, when Baltimore travels to San Francisco. So Baltimore, who's the number one defensive football, but not number one against the run. They're just overall fewest points surrendered. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. San Francisco, and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey leads his league in rushing by over 250 yards. He's having a phenomenal season. He's going to get 20 touches in almost every game. Some teams have shut him down, you know, like Dallas. Kept him to 19 carries for 51 yards. Um, Cleveland kept him to 11 carries for 43 yards. So, you know, teams have kept him down, but he's averaging 5.3 yards carry, his best of his career, the best of all the top runners in the NFL right now. So San Francisco, like Miami, they will motion and shift every play. And so there's a lot of window dressing before the ball gets snapped. So when you strip it all down, the San Francisco 49ers and Christian McCaffrey run five plays. They run five plays in the run game. That's all. That's basically all it is. There'll be a changeup run, a reverse, or something like that. For the most part, though, when you strip it all away, Christian McCaffrey runs outside zone or stretch. They run counter, okay, pulling Aaron Banks, Trent Williams. They, they run counter-tray. They run toss. And toss can be toss-crack. It could be toss, uh, you know, pulling uh, tight ends. They run toss. They run wind back where McCaffrey will start one way and wind back the other way. And they got all these angle blocks coming in to open up the lanes for them. And they run inside zone. That's what they run. So if I'm Dallas or if I'm uh, Baltimore right now, I know that. If I'm Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator, I basically showed him the five plays out of a variety of formations and a variety of, of shifts and motions. Some of them, it's a two-back offense with uh, with juice at fullback, and some of it is just single back. Sometimes they're a pistol, uh, under center. They run five plays. So on Baltimore, I've got to stop those five runs or at least limit them because if you don't, McCaffrey breaks tackles, and he's got breakaway speed, and he goes a long ways. And the receivers – I believe as a group are the best blocking group of receivers and tight ends down the field of anybody in the league. Brandon Ayuk is as good as anybody. Kittle is as good as anybody. Um, Jawan Jennings is as good as that. Like they are excellent at blocking for McCaffrey down the field. So that's why you have to get him stopped before he gets in the open secondary, because these guys are coming to pick you off and they're good. They're really good. So, and part of that is, at least you know this game is in so many different ways it's a battle for the MVP like if Brock Purdy plays great and error-free and 49ers get to 12 and three against the best defensive in football like Brock Purdy is the runaway candidate to win the MVP if Brock doesn't play well and McCaffrey goes off against the best defensive football and the 49ers win can McCaffrey you know win the MVP if Lamar Jackson plays just the most exciting brand of football, like he did on Sunday night against Jacksonville and just pulls out one rabbit out of his hat and leads the game in rushing and throws a couple touchdown passes and the Ravens win and they get on the train on the plane ride home and go home at 12 and three. Will Lamar jump into the seat for the MVP? It's possible because he's so dynamic. And I think in a game full of stars, in a league full of stars, Lamar might be the biggest star of them all. And we all get to watch it on Christmas night in primetime. Might be the most watched game of the year. Um, who knows? I mean, people, sometimes you get a little tired of the relatives. Uh, the kids can only play with the toys for so long before their patience runs out. All that great stuff. So that's the best football show today on December 21st. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me every day. I'll be back here tomorrow to look at more, maybe this Thursday night game that kicks off week 16 between the Saints and the Rams. I know I'm going to be breaking that game down tomorrow and probably something else that hits me in my uh, continual film study as we get ready for an exciting weekend of games starting Saturday, Sunday, and then all day Christmas. Anyways, thanks for joining me. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow.